This is The Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary from North Raleigh Periodontics. This is a show about keeping your teeth and gums healthy and how a healthy smile affects your overall health. Today's episode is called, Are You Putting Off Dental Care Because of the Cost? It's More Affordable Than You Think. Welcome to the Gum Guru Podcast. I'm Jason Kong here with Dr. Macon Singletary, and we've got a wonderful episode lined up for you today. And as you just heard, we're going to be talking about the cost of dental care. And Dr. Singletary, this is often, I would imagine, a pretty popular reason for folks to try to put off care. I think that and maybe fear are probably, if I had to guess, the top two reasons that people uh, would put off an appointment to come to see you. Is was that pretty accurate? Oh yes, you, you hit the nail on the head. Definitely, it's not. It's one of these things that ignorance is not necessarily bliss. But we often don't know the the true costs of these things because one, you know, usually we're not checking out dental bills and understanding the cost of care. But it's not just the bill. Uh, the, there's a cost in terms of the, the damage that could be done by putting things off, trying to ignore it, thinking, well, you know, it's it's not that bad right now. I can power through this and maybe it'll just stay the same. But you know this very well. That's that's usually not the case. And when you're experiencing discomfort or pain, that usually means that things have gotten to a point that's further along than you might think. Yeah, it's sort of like high blood pressure and glaucoma. If it hurts, it's it's too late. It's curtains. So yeah, you want to. Um, you know, it's interesting, and I tell everybody, you know, what what's the simplest way to take care of oral health? And when I tell patients to brush four times a day, it's not just oral health; it's systemic health. But but also, you're manipulating that bacteria that when it grows, you're going to react to it. <clears throat> the early bacterial growth produces an acid, decalcifies the tooth, and causes decay. And there, there are four kinds of patients. Good teeth, good gums. You know, they teeth are hard as rocks, and they're not susceptible to gum disease. Soft teeth, good gums. And they're the ones that they have decay pretty easily for various reasons. Bad gums, good teeth, and then the bad gums, bad teeth. That's your bless your heart group. You do, want, do not want to be in the bless your heart group because not only you got soft teeth, you're susceptible to gum disease. But it's simple to to um, get an exam. I mean, everybody should have a, a dental exam and cleaning twice a year. I mean, that's just standard. If if you're not susceptible to gum disease, and when and an exam is done, they may take out the device called the Explorer. I call it the medieval torture device. I used to sweat when the dentist pulled that one out. And they check for decay. And, if, and again, it may not hurt. And, but catching it early, one, is less expensive. And it can get complicated. You know, it's one of these things that, oh, they told me I had decay, but I decided it wouldn't hurt and I'll just wait. It is more affordable to do it sooner than later. <clears throat> it's just like gum disease. Gum disease normally doesn't hurt. It's like high blood pressure glaucoma. Yeah, like I said, if it, if it's hurt, it's curtains. But bleeding, swelling, bad taste is a sign of infection in the mouth. And you don't have to have bad taste. You don't have to have swelling. But if you're brushing and you get a little blood on your toothbrush, that's your body reacting to the bacteria and plaque. And you, you want to get that checked out. You want to get caught sooner than later. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the brushing four times a day. And I got to be honest with you, the first time when we did the show and you mentioned that, I thought, oh, four times a day, you know, that mm-hmm. that seems like a, a huge burden. It's hard enough to brush two times a day. But when you compare that 
with the alternative of not doing that and the problems that you may have and the costs that may come down the line. Well, hey, sign me up for brushing four times a day. You know, heck, I'll brush my time, my teeth eight times a day yes. if it means avoiding uh, a potential severe care down the road. Exactly. And you know, I had an individual in the other day that had treatment in my office oh, about 15 years ago. <clears throat> uh, life dropped out for whatever reasons uh, and had a procedure done last November in a one quadrant and when I, she came in she was having some bleeding and she knew that that wasn't good and she had been over to the dental school they had some, done some work and she didn't want to have to go back to the dental school and she knew bleeding wasn't a good thing and actually it was very early and I said look you brush four times and one of those times floss Come back in two weeks, and I bet that area was, it was isolated that she was having will get better. And all you need is to get your teeth cleaned twice a year. You, deep scaling root plane is the first phase of gum therapy, and it's non-surgical. And you know, if we catch gum disease early enough, everybody has inflammatory gum disease. It's number one health problem in the world. It's just you don't realize that it's there. And when somebody says, "You oh, by the way, you probably ought to see a periodontist," or, or you got some inflammation. That's periodontal disease. Everybody has bacteria in the mouth. Everybody's going to get bleeding sometime. And the damage, the result of inflammatory gum disease is cumulative. You know, they're all saying they're getting long in the tooth. It's because they're 80 years old. They've had, you know, 80 years of life of exposed to bacteria day in, day out. And it's a slow progression, you know, in tooth pressure abrasion. That's why I tell patients use an extra soft brush. But you can braid the gum away. We've titled this episode, in part, why the cost of care is more affordable than you might think. Why is that? Why, why do we have this misconception of the cost of dental care? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just profiling you know, the cost of crowns or implants. When you get caught early enough, it's diagnosed early enough, and you treat it more sooner than later, it's just more simple procedure. But, you know, also... You know, the cost of health care has gone up, and, and people hear horror stories of you know, what goes on when they go into an office. And there are lots of ways to get treatment done, and you know, some people have insurance. You know, that, that helps, but it's like a coupon. I mean, it's not going to take care of all of it. But usually offices have a way of helping patients get through. They get estimates for the patients, or they have plans. There are uh, companies out there that can actually help patients uh, afford it in interest-free, you know, for a year or something. So there are ways you catch it early, it's more simple. And then when there is a cost, there are ways of uh, working through being able to pay for it. I mean, it's, it's not like I mean, most people in healthcare. I mean, listen, you know, in our practice, we try to help our patients when they come in, be aware of this is you know, like the exam is the first thing. This is what you got. And we try to do the most important thing first. And, you know, sometimes you can put off a, a procedure that's not priority and you go for the more significant one, the one that looks like it's going to be a problem quicker. And, you know, doing a full-blown case all at one time is not necessarily the case. You can do it one bite at a time. You just get lots of patients come to me that this is the problem right here, you know, and they point to it. Even though there may be other issues, you know, look at that problem. Oh, yeah, you got a chipped tooth. You know, we can, that can be taken care of pretty simply. But, yeah, you can prioritize it. Unlike in medicine, if you got brain cancer, you know, you, it's significant. Oral health, there's nothing 
too catastrophic in oral health. You know, you, you can if you catch it early enough. Yeah, and I think one of the things that can also cause issues or maybe the the tendency to want to put things off is that I can speak from experience with other medical professionals. Sometimes you feel like you're being pressured into a certain treatment, and that can also, I guess, create fear for people. But you know, you don't do that. You you, you usually lay out uh, potential different options. You know, you have your uh, tool bag or golf bag of uh, tools that you often refer to. That you know, it's it's not just okay. This is how we're going to do it. This is the only way we can do it. And if you don't do it, then you're up the creek. Uh, that's right. that's not how you operate. No, and and I always encourage second opinions. It's always good to get a second opinion. Different providers have you know their strength and weaknesses, and they may be you know, inadvertently or subconsciously looking at one thing, and, and maybe something else needs to be done. But getting a second opinion is a, an option, and I encourage it. Patients come in. I want them to feel comfortable what we're recommending, and then also to realize and educate themselves you know what's going on I, and i'm big into education if you go to our web page i got a lot of information about different aspects of periodontal therapy and dental therapy and so getting knowledge it's sort of easy today it's important in our practice is that you get a human being when you call and that's one of the problems in healthcare today is that it's all automated or you know it's unfortunate that's where corporate dentistry and medicine sort of circumvents the human being initially. It doesn't mean there aren't good doctors there. It's just that it's always good to have a human being on the phone that you can talk to and say, this is what's happening. This, you know, this is, and sometimes I can tell a patient, hey, take a photo of it and text it to me. I can see, and you don't have to come in. That's the great thing about technology today. And COVID was unfortunate, but what happened with COVID is we developed tele, teledentistry, a telemedicine. You know, we could do it over the computers, at least initially, and that saves time and money there. Yeah, that's a good point, for, especially for those who may have that fear of walking through those doors and the anxiety that may come with that for those who do have that fear. Well, this may get into our action step, but for those who are maybe putting things off because they may have some misconceptions of costs, what should they do? What What would be the best step to take? Yeah, the best thing to do is just call a dentist up if you hadn't had your consistent care and get an examination. Say, I need a dental exam. And they'll get you in, and they will probably need a radiograph eventually. But they can pretty much tell you right off the bat, okay, this is what we're seeing, and then help orchestrate a a treatment plan for the patient and gear it toward the patient's need. But the action step is just, you know, I'm a dental phobic from way back. I turn red and swell when I walk through a general dental <laughs> office. You know, um, not it's just yeah, that fear I just had. But you, once you understand what's what can happen, that they're there to help you. You, know, you get the get the information. Doesn't mean you have to do anything right off the bat, but get the information, and then if 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 you feel uncomfortable, always get a second opinion. And don't wait as well, because yeah. there's going to be more availability of the tools in your golf bag if someone comes in early as opposed to really putting this off and letting things get worse yep yeah that's wonderful advice for us to uh, steps that we can all take when it comes to our dental health well before we wrap up i i know we talked briefly about the importance of second opinions but i I really want to spend a little bit more time on that because you've experienced and heard stories where 
coming in to, to see you for a second opinion has really been a game changer for a lot of patients. Yes. Um, I mean, that's happened several times, but one particular case, um, uh, she went into um, a corporate office and they said, this is, you know, we're going to take your teeth out. We're going to do implants and restorative work. And um, she was distraught. You know, she felt like she was going to have to mortgage her house just to pay for it all. Um, she came into my office for a second opinion, and yes, she did have some periodontal problems, and that's a, a another factor. You know, the, when you're spending money on treatment, you know, is this is the treatment going to be good long term? Depending on your susceptibility, depending on your how you react to the bacteria, everybody's different. You can't cookbook. You can't just look at a case and say, "Oh yeah, we're going to do this." She got a second opinion with us, and it turned out that, yes, she did lose a few teeth, but she actually ended up with an upper and lower partial, and she's ecstatic. She, her, she's got her smile back. She just hadn't been to a dentist, and, and sometimes it can get uh, overwhelming when you see a patient initially that you know, COVID knocked a lot of people out of getting oral health. And some people hadn't had the teeth cleaned five to eight years, ten years, and they come in and they've got inflammatory gum disease and you go, whoa, you're going to lose all your teeth. Not necessarily. You, know, you take it one bite at a time, one step at a time. She came in for the second opinion and said, well, look, let's try this. Let's do the you know, my golf bag of treatment options. Just do the root plane club and see how you respond. And she responded. We still had to take out a couple of teeth, but then the other teeth tightened up. And she's you know, one of these people that if she had pursued the initial consultation, she would have been probably a dental cripple by now because of you know, the fact that she did have periodontal disease and, and some of those teeth didn't need to come out. And it's, implants are a great option. You know, they are an option, but you, no, they're not for everybody. And so getting a second opinion when you get a big um, treatment plan recommendation is always a good idea. You know, somebody always has a different look at it, a different view. doesn't mean that maybe that treatment was appropriate. It's just maybe there are other options and not as expensive. Yeah, and if you are presented with a, a rather large treatment plan like that, there's really no downside to getting a second opinion. Now, obviously, if you're presented with another option that's just as effective and not quite as expensive, you know, who wouldn't want to sign up for that? Yeah. Yeah, that's good, wonderful advice. Well, that will do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Gum Guru. If you want to know more about getting a second opinion and options for planning out your dental work, check out their website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have other questions you'd like to have answered on The Gum Guru podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com.